Hello and welcome to the B2B Sales Playbook, brought to you by Lead Forensics. I am your host, Joe Ducaro. In this podcast, I pick the brains of industry experts, innovators and sales leaders to draw up a series of playbooks full of actionable tips and tricks for you to take away and run with. For this, the personal branding playbook, I was joined by Michael Manzi, who runs the TikTok accounts, official sales tips and official sales leader tips, and has amassed 10 million views on TikTok and over $100 million in sales. Mike jumped to mind straight away for the personal branding playbook, and he offers up some really great advice when considering what your personal branding should look and sound like. So please enjoy the B2B sales playbook on personal branding with Michael Manzi. My first question to you, Mike, is what is personal branding and why is it important in sales? So in the end of the day, people are buying for people they like. And when they leave the room or hang up the call or Zoom, whatever you want to use, and they're talking about you or your company and the competitor that they're inevitably looking at, even if that competitor is just doing nothing, they're going to explain it in one or two words. And that might make the difference between how they characterize you in their brain. If you go to a party right now and like, whatever, 20 people are there and then the party's over, you're talking to the, to to somebody and you're trying to get them to remember someone you were talking about. You're not going to go, Hey, do you remember that guy who had a really interesting conversation with you? Like, do you remember the guy with the hat? Remember the hat guy? Okay. So I always tell people, especially when you're interviewing, but definitely when you're selling as well, there's a blank guy or a blank gal, whatever. Right. And what that blank is in your control. So for a long time, and even today, notwithstanding, I'm the fast talking guy. And I might even just be like the brown guy or the bearded guy, which is, which is fair too. Right. But I try to do whatever I can to be like authentic and real, just, which is the same thing. So that personal brand, the same way that like Nike, you'd think like performance or lifestyle with like one word you can fit for yourself. How are they going to describe you when they leave the call? What it is, that one or two words and why it's so important. Because if they're, when they're evaluating you versus somebody else, the essence of who you guys are is how they actually make decisions. They're, those gut feelings, people say, oh, my gut says to go with you really is, I like your brand better than I like that brand. And then finally, it's the difference between Lululemon and Target leggings, identical products, but one you're like, I'm willing to spend more because the brand speaks more to me, seems more elevated or whatever. You mentioned one of my favorite words doing these podcasts is authenticity. What, along with authenticity then, are really key elements of a strong personal brand? You want to have some cornerstones think about a musical like an artist there there's certain things where within a couple seconds you're like oh that's kaigo you know you know it just because of like the way it goes or dj khaled he's like another one you're like (laughs) okay cool if i hear another one dj khaled i'm gonna like that song right There, there are certain cornerstones to that person's brand. For me, it might be more, it's more philosophical. So you want to have these cornerstones that are basically differentiators between you and somebody else. So for example, for me, I'm like, I'm super authentic. I'm going to be wicked, no, and I'm going to undersell myself like crazy. And I'm going to call you out on your, the underlying message is I want you to feel really proud of yourself. 
So that's coming across in a variety of things I'm talking about, whether it's on a call or on TikTok or anywhere else. But when you hear me say in the beginning of a call, how are things going? And they say, great, business is booming. And my response is, oh my God, that's amazing. Your kids must be so proud of you. Or how's your wife feel about that? The fact that I'm saying that is that's very Mike Manzi. And it's like, that is a component of that personal brand. So I would just try to take a look at your personality because really that's what authenticity is. It's your own personality and think, what are the three or four things that make up my personality? One of the other reasons that I specifically wanted to talk to you about personal branding, Mike, is because obviously you've leveraged TikTok to a wonderful extent to engage, create an audience and promote your personal brand. So can you just talk us through like exactly what it is that you do? What's your process for making those TikToks that that have built your brand so strongly? When it comes to sales, personal brand or anything, you have to have content and distribution. Okay. Now distribution might be emails, cold emails. Okay. Really inexpensive, low barrier to entry, very competitive. It might be ads, super targeted if you want, right? But very expensive. Or it might be, for me, what I found, TikTok. High distribution, free, but all of it's on you. So it takes time. They'll be like, how do I make, how do I get this perfect? That's first why I chose TikTok. TikTok and LinkedIn are the only two platforms, major platforms that take your content and show it to strangers. Instagram, YouTube, you have to search it, find it follow that person, right? So that's why I chose TikTok. When I started, I was like, let me just search and see what everyone else is doing. So I could try to find a little niche for myself. So I just went to TikTok, searched like sales and went to a bunch of different profiles. And I was like, okay, everyone does funny stuff. There's a couple of people who do a lot of recruiting stuff, how to get into sales. So I said, my the opportunity on TikTok is there's not like a leading voice for fast action tips. So thinking about what's everyone else doing and doing something slightly different. And then also what are you good at and, and make sure you combine those things versus trying to be like, Ooh, I'll be an influencer. Let me get like really good light. I don't do any of that stuff. So the value is in the content is what you're saying rather than the presentation in that sense for your TikToks. Yeah. It's it, the values in the content, but what I have done is the lens with which I make the content is, will this be something that someone can do immediately and make more money as a result? If those two things are not true, I don't want to make the content. Taking your presentation style you show us with your TikToks then, is that identical to the sales pitch and presentation styles that you incorporate in your everyday role? No, not at all. I mean, <laughs> the, talk the, us through that then. What I'll say is the only thing that's similar is authenticity. Like I'm super real. We're on TikTok. What I'm looking for is a hook to get you in and then content that you're like, that makes sense. And I can do that myself. And then ideally, put, or in some cases, a call to action. Where on a call, I guess that's true, but it's inverted a little bit where I'm saying on a call, I'm like, why the hell are we talking today? I'm trying to get you to see the hook versus me providing the hook. What's happening here? Oh, it seems like you got a problem with this over here. So instead of me giving the hook, you're finding your own hook. And once you have found your hook, I then go, great, here's what I do. Maybe that aligns. And you're, again, you're hooking yourself onto me because I'm like, maybe this aligns. You have a hook. Does it sound right? And then the call to action, a lot of times in my case, I'm like, what do you think we should do from here? So it's a little bit more client or prospect led, me guided. Where on TikTok, it's 
me led, me guided. Yeah, that's the difference. How do you measure the impact of your personal brand on sales success? Is it a case of literally your customers have got in touch and told you? What are the things that you do to measure the impact of your personal brand? Yeah, so marketing has gotten really messed up over the last few years because of attribution. So if you were to ask, get, pull 100 marketers in the room, I guarantee what they'd say is, do you want to do you want results or do you want attribution? Because if we can do results and I'll show you leads and all that stuff, but I will not be able to attribute it to some event, right? What ends up happening is marketing is one of the big, biggest expenses in the company. Sales always complains that marketing isn't bringing enough to the company. So marketing always looks like the bad guy. They're spending a ton of money and it's not working. So when somebody's doing something wrong, you micromanage it. And you say, okay, only do things I can track. Now branding goes out the door. You just have to do webinars and track the webinar through Salesforce. So you end up getting worse and worse content for marketing as a result, which really sucks for marketers and for salespeople. So I want to say, how do I measure it? The first thing is I absolutely do not. I do not focus on measuring it. I realize that the marketing funnel has completely shifted. It used to be awareness, engagement, then you purchase conversion, and then you get the value. Maybe in there somewhere, the conversion might even have been, give us your email, and then you get the value. It is no longer that. It's now awareness, engagement, value, then they convert. So it's only when they get the value that they're going to either convert to giving you their email, saying yes to a cold email because you happen to call the right time, doing a uh, demo request button. So that's what has to happen now. So what I've realized is that, let's say prior to TikTok, I have zero inbounds. Now I have dozens a month of inbounds. So for that reason, I know it's working, but I'm, not, I'm never going to stop doing it because I can't track it. Although at the same time, I also, there's two other ways I have tracked it. One is people will, what I have found is that every single person that, has, that I've, ever, I've ever talked to, to sell my major items, when I put them in the system, they're already in the system. They've all downloaded, joined my newsletter first. So the free thing, they've all been on the free thing of TikTok and then said, I want a little bit more of this free thing, join my newsletter. And then they go, okay, I loved your last newsletter. Let's talk now. The second thing I've done is by adding $1,000 to boosting posts on TikTok, I had a pretty steady stream of revenue from passive products. And then I added $1,000 in advertising in a month and I tripled my revenue. Did it again, tripled. Did it again, tripled. So now this year it might be like quadrupling it. We'll see how the how that scales, but simply doing one change and then seeing triple revenue makes a big difference. Are there any common mistakes that you see people make when it comes that you're nodding already, which is filling me yeah. full of confidence that you've got a great answer for yeah, this? Yeah, whether on TikTok or LinkedIn or anywhere else, the theme is clear. First, being inauthentic. People can just feel it. And I don't mean inauthentic like the tip you're saying is not right. I just mean if you're all done up or it just seems like you're worried about how you look or how you're saying what you're saying. Like if there's any concern about that, it feels fake. That's the first thing. The second thing is they people really mess up hooks. They'll just go, I really want to help people understand how swipe. It's really important swipe. So you got to figure out a couple of hooks. There's some things I tell people as I go, whatever platform you're going to go to, find five different formats, five different hooks, and five different tips, and just mess around with those things. They get hooks wrong. The other mistake is they don't, simplify the language. I like to use listicles and I like to use alliteration as much as I possibly can. If I just told you, you to increase sales, you can do this thing, that thing, and the other thing. 
you're never going to remember it, especially if you're swiping through stuff or reading on LinkedIn. But if I go, there's the three B's of sales. You got to buy, boost, and whatever. Three B's, you get it. Or there's three things you want to do, you get it. So I think those are the big ones. Yeah, so it's creating that sort of that immediate familiarity, isn't it? The, as you say, the three B's, what a, a three-act structure we've been told our entire lives that mm-hmm. stories have beginning, middle, end. So you already, yeah. you fundamentally understand what you're about to be watching, don't you? I wanted to touch on something that you mentioned earlier on. And I think one of the key things that you've picked out is that you tap into the emotion side of things. So you say, do you feel proud of yourself? Does your wife feel proud? Does your partner feel proud of you? How do you feel about that? Do you use like storytelling, anecdotes, anything like that to evoke that sort of emotions with a client to strengthen your credibility, your trust with them? I don't think I do too much from a personal branding perspective. I think that like those big moments of, man, that's amazing. Like how do your parents feel about that? That those individual types of questions I do use quite a lot, but in sales, what you do is I use a method that's basically a modern equivalent of spin method where you go, what's the situation? What's the problem? What's the impact of that problem? What's the need payoff? But basically what you do is you go, Hey man, what's happening as it relates to your team's skills? Cool. How many times would you say like in a given month, more than half the sales team is not at hundred percent of quota. Holy shit. That's a lot of time. Okay. Wow. Is that a big deal for you guys? Like, not really. Okay. Whoa. Wait, how's your, is, does the CEO care about that or not really? So that's what I'm creating this structure that gets you to feel the pain. So in a way I am, but within TikTok or those kinds of places, that's not the main goal because I think it's, there's not enough time, but on the calls immediately, yeah, I'm trying to create that connection. I think it's really important too to think about creating connection with people on those calls. I find so many calls I've been on, people go, Mike, I just, I'm vibing with you. Like, I'm, I like working with you. And now maybe it's because I have the best personality in the world, but I highly doubt it. I think it's really that I grew up and realized to make friends, you had to be vulnerable. When you were vulnerable, they would then be vulnerable back. And you then created this little mini experience. But how do you do that in a five minute conversation? You do it by, being super real, being vulnerable, someone else being comfortable, being vulnerable with you because you opened up and therefore you're connected. So when I say to someone like, man, how proud is your mom or dad? They're like, oh, you broke the, we're not, we're not supposed to talk about that. We're supposed to talk about promotions and raises, not pride. So when I bring that up and you now bring that into the conversation, we've now brought this conversation to a more like connected heart to heart human to human love it really does fascinate me that that side of things sales because as you say it's not necessarily the arena that you expect to be having those conversations in so i'd find that absolutely fascinating has it ever backfired on you like how do you handle negative feedback or a criticism of your personal brand do you often find that you're spending a lot of time dealing with that or yeah so i i'm hey i'm an insecure person just like all of us and i one of the first things my wife actually said with all this TikTok stuff, other than stop going at TikTok so much, is I'm really surprised how well you're handling negative feedback. Now, the first thing I want to say is this. On LinkedIn, you say everybody and everyone's like, amazing, you're the best, nothing negative, you're so smart. On YouTube, you say anything and everyone's like, you're the piece of shit. you should die. Every single time on YouTube, on Instagram, no one writes anything, at least for me. And on TikTok, you get a lot of people. What I found is you get positive, you get negative. And I've gotten a lot of other people fighting in my defense, which feels really good. Now, 
I think I'm super lucky to have gotten a bunch of positive. So then when I got the negative, I was like, whatever, that person's an idiot. But I find myself, it still hurts. And I find myself writing back and then being like, Mike, we'll slow it. This person, they have a different perspective. And though you don't like how they said it, it's also social media. Take it easy. So I'd say I'm fine at it. But I do think that it can be challenging should you not have all the positive feedback from folks. And I suppose it's, particularly with the social media ones, it's very much you don't know what's going on in their head. Generally, there's something else going on if someone's getting that angry at you. Totally. Any experience is a space where you can either make yourself feel better or worse or whatever. You know what I mean? So there's all the positive and negative, whatever it takes to make them feel better in that moment. So in a way, it's like a good thing for you to provide that if it makes them feel better in some way. Mike, I always enjoy chatting with you, and this has been no exception to that. I'm wondering if you can help out our audience, give them one key takeaway. When considering your personal brand, what is the most important thing to remember? When you think of, this is going to go back to something I said earlier, though, but like when you think about your personal brand, you need to break down who you are into three to five buckets just to understand what your personal brand is. We all, there's like the who I think you think I am, who you think I think that you think that I am, who I think I am, right? There's all those different perspectives. You need to take, you need to clarify for yourself, what is my personal brand today? Because you do have one. And then say, okay, which things do I want to highlight? Which things do I want to pull back on? Which ones can I not change? Because that's just how it's going to be. And that should give you an idea of who is this brand? And try to think about it at a third party versus trying to say, I want to be. And I like that person. Look at yourself. Think about it like a third party. If you were looking at that thing, that's the personal brain that you have. And then just double down on that versus trying to change it in any way. Mike Manzi, thank you so much for joining me on the B2B Sales Playbook. Happy to be here. Well, there you go. Michael Manzi dropping wisdom on personal branding. Our key takeaways then. Above everything else, be authentically yourself. Authenticity is absolutely a currency of sales and being inauthentic will actually be detrimental to your sales career. Break down exactly who you are into three to five core values and ensure that you project them at all times. These characteristics will help you stand out in a crowded market. Connecting with people on an emotional level helps you both to better understand your clients' needs and they yours. Create a content plan which helps you demonstrate and celebrate your personal brand. Grab five different formats and share them with consistency. Thanks again to Mike for joining me and thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a five-star rating where available. We'll be back next week with another B2B sales playbook.